Hello, and welcome to the Fantasy Golf Worldwide Podcast, where we cover everything both PGA and European Tour Fantasy Golf. This is episode 80, and today I'm going to be reviewing the 2018 Ned Bank Golf Challenge, previewing the 2018 DP World Tour Championship, reviewing the 2019 Mayakoba Golf Classic, and previewing the 2019 RSM Classic. My name is Keith. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. And I actually spent this past weekend in Las Vegas with my girlfriend who was there running the Rock and Roll Half Marathon. So I had very little time to watch any golf this past weekend and even less time to research for the podcast this week. So this will be a very short episode, and I'm going to blow through it pretty quickly. If there is one section, however, that you're more interested in listening to than the others, you can go to the website at www.fantasygolfworldwide.com, and there the podcast streams have time marks on them. You can jump right to whichever section you want. You may also follow the podcast on Twitter at FantasyGolfWW, or myself, at Keithy Franchise. Before jumping into the episode, here's a quick unit update. For the 2017-2018 season, after 77 events and with just one event remaining, my unit total is currently sitting at positive 782 units. I whiffed on... All four of my picks at the Ned Bank, but Louis Oosthuizen almost had it. And I have one last shot with the World Tour Championships this week to get my total back up over positive 800 units. For the 2018-2019 season, after just six PGA events, my unit total is currently at positive 45 units. Danny Lee, finishing in solo second, hit the top five and the top ten wagers for him this week, and that was a nice 31-unit cash for that total. And with that as introduction, I will jump into my review of the 2018 Ned Bank Golf Challenge. Like I said, I did not get to watch hardly any of this. I was in Vegas all week and dealing with uh, crowds and and looking for decent places to eat, and trying not to get tempted by every stand that was selling Coors Light Tall Boys. But uh, Lee Westwood was a winner here. And where the fuck did he come from? That Sunday 64 just shot him straight up the leaderboard. When I was going to bed Saturday night at like 2 a.m., Louie had just taken the lead after three holes, and I was going to go down to the casino floor and try to find somewhere to watch it. But it was super late, and... uh 
and everyone was asleep. So I just ended up going to bed. But yeah, for the rest of the top 10 leaderboard here, uh, Sergio Garcia got solo second, Louis solo third, Ross Fisher with solo fourth. Ross Fisher is showing some really good form this week from what I did see of it. And uh, it's great to see him playing well. He had all but disappeared for almost an entire season this past year. If he has some form, he'll be a lot of fun to watch. At T5, Hao Tong Lee and Matt Wallace. Solo 7th, Thomas Dietrich, who has actually had two outstanding weeks back-to-back. At Solo 8th, we have Aaron Rye. And at T9, Darren Fickhart and Chris Paisley. And that Darren Fickhart T9 finish does hit us a top 10 on that local pro here in South Africa this week. As for my picks, uh, Louis Ustazen played really well, was poised to win it, and uh, just couldn't make it happen. Lucas Herbert and Eric Van Ruin were all over the board, and Brandon Stone didn't do too much either. All right, I don't have a whole lot more to say about this, so I will go ahead and jump right into my preview of the 2018 DP World Tour Championship. And we're going to the Jumeria Golf Estates in Dubai, United Arab Emirates. And the Earth Course is a Greg Norman design that was created specifically for this event. It is a par 72, 7,675 yard long track, and it can be a beast. It demands accuracy off the tee, in order to avoid the many bunkers that are strategically placed in the landing areas. And players will be required to hit the ball long and straight. Greens will favor players with higher ball flight. Although once on the greens, they don't really favor anyone because putting here is well known for being super difficult and the putts hard to read. The finish will also be challenging as the closing four holes punish just about any errant shots. So given all that, I was looking at current form and course history when picking my players for this week. But I also went with my instincts more than anything else, and some of that's due to just a lack of time to do proper research. However, I still feel pretty confident about some of my picks, and I'll go ahead and jump into those right now. For my top tier, that 30 to 1 odds and better range, I am taking Tyrell Hatton at 16 to 1. My shortlist was down to Fleetwood, Hao Tong Lee, Ty Hatton, and Francesco Molinari. And Ty Hatton wins because he is an absolute beast on this course. T8 here last year, solo second in 2016, T13 in 2015, T6 in 2014. Hatton is just a super fiery Englishman who has had a really good year, and especially recently has been finishing really strong in some stacked fields. So his good current form, solid course history, and just an overabundance of a competitive nature make him a sound pick here in my book. I like it. Give me Ty Hatton at 16-1. to In the mid-range, that 30-1 to 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 75-1 odds range, I am taking Matt Wallace at 45 to 1 and Thomas Dietrich at 50 to 1. 
both Lucas Beauregard and Thomas Peters were considered for a spot here, but I have to go with Wallace, who has had just an epic season so far. He's had three tour wins this year, and at times has just looked vastly superior to other pros around him. Getting a fourth win in this final event is way too much to ask or expect from any player, but if Wallace were to find a way to do it, it would be a shame not to be on him. And Thomas Dietrich, like I just mentioned, is coming off back-to-back outstanding weeks. T3 at the Turkish Airlines Open and a solo 7th at last week's Ned Bank. The 25-year-old Belgian has been hit or miss so far throughout his young career, but his game has serious potential. And it looks like Dietrich has recently found something, and if he has all of his tools dialed in, he poses a real threat. So I really like him at that 50-1 to number. In the high odds range, that 75 to 1 odds and higher, I am taking Alexander Bjork at 80 to 1. I looked at Ryan Fox and Miko Korhonen, but there's a voice in me saying that I need to take Bjork here this week. The 28 year old Swede won the Volvo Open way back in the first half of the season, and he has netted two second place finishes this year as well. He was quiet for a long time this summer. But he made a lot of noise last month at that British Masters, where he narrowly missed getting into a playoff with Eddie Pepperell. I think Bjork at 80 is excellent in terms of value, and I'm happy to take it. As for top 10 wagers this week, the odds are kind of crap. I may not play any here. However, I will post on Twitter what I end up doing. At the moment, Paul Dunn, Ashen Wu, and Marcus Kenholt kind of stand out to me. But like I said, I'm just not digging the numbers. I'm going to have to think a little bit more about that. For a one-and-done pick, I think Matt Wallace could be a good play, or maybe even an Ian Poulter. Or if I want to get really crazy, maybe throw Ross Fisher out there and see if he still has some of that fire carried over from last week. That does it for the Euro side. Switching now to the PGA side of things and my review of the 2018 Mayakoba Golf Classic. Again, I did not get to watch very much of this, but there are few classier guys on the tour than Matt Kuchar, and he makes a great champion. He was our winner here this week, and I felt kind of weird rooting for him to bogey 18 on Sunday. Being anti-Cooch is not a comfortable spot for me, but I was really praying for a Danny Lee-Matt Kuchar playoff so Danny could take it down at that 90-1 to number I had him at. Oh well, it wasn't meant to be. Uh, The media made a big deal about this being Kuchar's 10th PGA victory, and it also put him over the 45 million career earnings mark. Those numbers are just sick, and honestly, it couldn't happen to to a better guy and a better pro. Another story here that I found very interesting, didn't get to read too much about it, but uh, Matt Kuchar had a local caddy. That's a great story. If you're at all interested in that, you should definitely go read about it. Elsewhere on the top 10, in solo second place, we did have Danny Lee. My bomb pick this week almost made really, really good. I was so geeked all weekend and constantly checking my phone for updates. 
every time Danny Lee was right there hanging tough. And that was really fun. At T3, we have JJ Spawn and Richie Warinsky. Spawn has been in really good form now for a few weeks in a row. And it might be really hard not to take him this week at the RSM. I'm sure he'll be a favorite and uh, played heavily across all the uh, fantasy golf games out there this week. Solo fifth, Bryce Garnett. Four names at T6. Scott Piercy, Harold Varner, Pat Perez, and Jim Furyk. Those names are all pretty fun. And there are five names at T10. Adam Hadwin, Honor Bond Lahiri, Cameron Champ, who's just on fire at the moment, Aaron Wise, and Wee Kim. Look at Wee Kim. He's been in excellent form the past couple weeks. As for my picks, Gary Woodland came out really strong in that first round and then just kind of faded hard. Abraham Answer looked like he might make a run for it, but just kind of hung around the okay mark. Sung J.M. missed the cut. That was a little brutal. And Danny Lee. Man, I really thought Danny Lee might win this. And that is about all I have for the Mayakoba. So moving on to my preview of the 2019 RSM Classic. And the PGA this week is going to Sea Island Golf Club and the Seaside Course in St. Simons Island, Georgia. The Seaside Course at Sea Island Golf Club is a par 70 Lynx-style track that plays fairly short at only 7,005 yards. The fairways are relatively wide, but have numerous bunkers in play off the tee, and due to the shortened length, many players will be clubbing down off the tee. The greens here will be tricky to read this week, and the wind may play a factor if it picks up. Be sure to check your forecasts there. However, the scores should get really low. And some of the key stats that I was focusing on were strokes gained approach and birdie or better percentage. And one big point to kind of keep in mind this week is that a number of PGA Tour pros live in the area and they train here or are members here. For example, JT Poston is a member at Sea Island. Other names that live and play nearby are Stuart Sink, Harris English, Brian Harmon, Zach Johnson, Kevin Kisner, Patton Kazire, Davis Love III, Trey Mullinax, Seamus Power, Hudson Swafford, and Nick Watney. So if you're picking lineups or anything like that, or just looking at wagers, it may not be a bad idea to favor some of those pros from the area. They tend to play well in this part of the country. And while I say that, and that's all well and good, I have not necessarily followed that logic with my picks this week, which I will go ahead and jump right into now. For my top tier pick at the RSM Classic this week, I am taking Chesson Hadley at 25 to 1. My shortlist came out with Cameron Champ, JJ Spawn, Chesson Hadley, and Austin Cook. After looking at the stats, Hadley really sticks out in my mind. He's currently second in the field in strokes gained approach at 1.5, and third in birdie or better percentage at 26%, and he also has a greens and regulation rank of 26th. So all of that looks really good to me. 
I like the value at 25 to 1. Give me Chess and Hadley. In the mid-range, that 30 to 1 to 75 to 1 odds range, I am taking Joaquin Neiman at 33 to 1 and Wee Kim at 50 to 1. I almost went with Denny McCarthy and Brian Gay here simply because their birdie or better numbers are just pretty sick. However, I'm going uh, the little more conservative route and taking a couple of young players that have serious talent and could potentially make a run at this this week. I've been playing Joaquin Neiman a fair amount lately, and I think he is due for a breakout week. I like that this is a slightly lighter field. I like that this is a track where Neiman can let his approach game shine. And I like that Neiman is gaining a stroke and a half tee to green so far in this early season. Likewise, Wee Kim has been playing some really great golf in this early season. Five straight cuts made, and last week was his best finish of them at a tee to end. The 26-year-old from Yonsei University is on a sharp trend upward, and I'm excited to be playing him this week. For my high odds pick, the 75 to 1 odds and higher, I'm going uh, on a bit of a stretch here, and I'm taking Tyler Gooch at 125 to 1. The 26-year-old from Oklahoma State has only played one event so far this year, but in that event, he gained 1.8 strokes on approach. He also had a 26% birdie percentage, which puts him right near the top of the field this week. I look closely at Kramer Hickok, Robert Streb, and JT Poston, and I really have a good feeling about JT Poston this week too, but Gooch's numbers were just so much better. So ultimately, I felt that Taylor Gooch or Tyler Gooch was, was worth the gamble. And for top 10 wagers this week, uh, the numbers are not published at the moment on Bovada, but I know that I already like Robert Streb, JT Poston, and DJ Trahan. Uh, it'll all depend on what those values come out at. Uh, and I might be able to find a couple more that I like. And I will be posting those picks on Twitter as soon as they are finalized. For a one-and-done pick here, uh, I am thinking about taking Cameron Champ uh, or maybe even Chris Kirk for a, a strong veteran in this slightly lighter field uh, and one who's won here before, I believe. I had it right here. I think Chris Kirk's won here before. And or maybe even get crazy with like a Denny McCarthy or something. But I haven't really put a whole lot of thought into that. I've got all day tomorrow to uh, to still consider those picks. And just as kind of a side note, there's a yet a third event this week, the Emirates Australian Open, and it has a crazy good field. Matt Kuchar's there, Cameron Smith, Keegan Bradley, a bunch of other good names that I don't have right here in front of me. And I wasn't able to research it all, so I don't have any picks for it, but uh, there are wagers up on Bovada for that, and that could be fun as well. And so, for the podcast schedule, I will be back next week with episode 81 and the Hong Kong Open, which should be a lot of fun because last year the Hong Kong Open was <laughs> was awesome. So I will just quickly review my picks. For the DP World Tour Championship, I have Tyrell Hatton at 16 to 1, Matt Wallace at 45 to 1, Thomas Dietrich at 50 to 1, and Alexander Bjork at 80 to 1. And for the RSM Classic, 
I have Chesson Hadley at 25 to 1, Walken Neiman at 33 to 1, Wee Kim at 50 to 1, and Tyler Gooch at 125 to 1. Thank you so much for listening. And my apologies for the short episode. Both of these tournaments this week should be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Get them in the gate.